So we are back in the suite. My name is Rich. I'm joined here by my co-hosts as usual. We have Indy. Woo! Very loud there. And we have Uriel. What's up? Not much, guys. What do we have going on this week? Well. Chilling? I have been listening to a lot of YouTube playlists of different level music, like fire levels, ice levels, water levels, stuff like that. Um, the main Like th- just music, music from like games and stuff? Yeah, like video game music of like collection of like different elemental levels. Mostly Zelda stuff, but there's other things in there too, I suppose. That's, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. The underwater level from Mario 64. Did you listen to that? There are two. Oh, really? man. Yeah, you. How did I not know that? Yeah. That Maybe because be you cool. suck at Mario 64. Oh, shit. Apparently. Called out. I'm sorry, but no, you're that... a faker. You're a fake and a phony. A big fat phony. A big fat phony. <laughs> no, that's a that that um underwater level in Mario 64 is like super intense and creepy. Pat Jennington did a full video on like just like that level itself. I think. Bull crap! Um, it's not creepy at all. The only creepy thing is you know the eel. Yeah, that thing's creepy as fuck. <laughs> it's not scary anymore now, but like back in the day, no, no thank you. When you're a little kid and like you go in you see a thing sitting there and like you're in like a dark room playing or something like that you're trying to like create like an ambiance whatever and it's it's just that thing is can be creepy oh yeah definitely and even worse is like in later mario 3d games they still have that creature and it's even more scary because now they have like fancy high definition graphics to accompany the creepiness of the thing some of the new mario stuff is just it's it's weird the way they've done some of the graphics like if you've played um what is it? Super Mario Odyssey on the mm-hmm. Switch. They have like the whole level in New Donk City that's just regular people. Oh yeah, I saw that. I mean, it's I... just. I mean, the, the game is great. I've I've played through the game. I didn't it's, mind it's, it's the regular cool. people. Honestly, I mean, fucking Sonic did it. No, I mean, it makes. I I get why they did it, and it makes sense for that level. But it's just odd to see, you know, Mario running around like that, yeah. mixed with like just a normal person. That, that's fair enough. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't played it. I really want to. I don't have a Switch. Oh. Don't worry. I have the Nintendo Switch tattooed on my lower back. I think I can give you it. Switch tramp stamp? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyhow, what have you two been listening to? Um, I've been into Lola Disco a lot lately. Um, I've I've been spinning a particular tape. I've had two friends come over, and they're like, "What? what's Vaporwave? And I'm like... Let's check it out. And I just throw on the future funk right away. Start dancing, jamming out. I feel like um, you're like that. Um, what's that meme with uh, from SpongeBob that they have with like Gary in the library with like the, the cape on explaining things. Yeah. Like you're just, oh, let me, let me enlighten you to the world of vaporwave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. And, and I've also been into, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's Goodbye Tien. Tien, maybe? From, like, Dragon Ball Z? I I suppose that's where the name's from, yeah. Huh. It's a really good record. And what's the name of it? I have it. Is it Matro? Right one sec. 
was gonna say that sounds like a, a Mitro Metro uh, album or something he would do at least. Oh, definitely. No, it's yeah. He did the Dragon Ball Wave, but I I think it's uh, the album's Triage Triage Goodbye Tia. I've heard of that name before, actually. I just don't know much about them. Uh, it was put on on Halcyon tapes from the, the Wizard of Loneliness's label. I see. Yeah. And finally, we get to Rich. So I've had a uh, it's a pretty normal week listening wise, a little variety. Um, Free Fall by Shizen. Um, thought the album uh, cover looked pretty cool because there's an airplane on it. I'm kind of into that kind of stuff. Similar like what you did a few weeks ago where you're like listening to new retro wave with anything that had a car on the uh, thumbnail. Pretty much. Um, I'll pretty much do the same thing with an airplane and an album cover. Got that listening some, to uh, some fiber and, and some other future funk stuff. Um, nice. After Indy's interview he did with Essential, I was kind of like hyped up for some uh, for some future funk uh, stuff there. Um, and then also some uh, some George Clanton. Um, lots of news with him this week because we, we can't not touch on the fact about what happened to him the other night. Um, yeah that's crazy dude, dude tweets out an image or a video from the back video, of an ambulance yeah. where they're like cutting open his pants because he broke his leg jumping off the stage oh god that is awful <clears throat> finished the song and then was taken away by ambulance there dude, the way he wrote it is so funny man that guy's one yeah. of a kind two days later you see a video come out he is back on stage in a wheelchair with a full like leg cast like performing again <laughs> i didn't see that yeah that, that came so out to today man. that dude is just oh, an, an insane performer and just kudos to him with that that is just absolutely incredible oh jesus like the main thing i've been hearing like with vaporwave news is regards to of uh, with 100% electronica artists surfing Apparently, what happened to like their third member is that he literally went missing. They had a third member. Yeah, like back in the day when like um, Deep Fantasy came out or something. Basically, the, mm-hmm. he just ghosted on them, and then even their family didn't know what happened. So I'm a hundred percent positive he's gone missing, and there's a very high chance he got murdered. Well, I mean, they're from Australia, so I mean, maybe a dingo ate him. They don't like live that. like in like in the outback or anything. Like, it is surprisingly yeah. easy to just destroy evidence of a crime, and I'm kind of freaking terrified. That's int- I had no idea there were three people in that group initially. Were, yeah, were. it's messed well, up. My heart goes out to them. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, it's, it's worse than like, and I don't even know. I don't want to begin. Yeah, let's not then. Let's just just uh, move on from that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but good to know. I didn't know that. Um, in uh, private suite news, so uh, this week we had issue six uh, released. That is our uh, climate wave issue. Um, lots of stuff going on with climate wave. That seems to be like the new trend in the vaporwave world recently. Uh, Indy, you've done a few things uh, with climate wave recently in some of your interviews with uh, Alternate Skies and Retro Weather Channel. Mm-hmm. And I've got one with Echo Droid coming up too, and he's uh, he did a uh, climate wave record as well yeah i don't know i was just t- in talking in the chat and wanting to write a feature about something and i i apparently i'm alt sky's biggest customer <laughs> he oh, told damn. me that the other day mr yeah, alt sky's i'm your biggest fan 
<laughs> yeah. That's why we're such close friends. Hmm. Nice. Uh, not we're not that close actually, but we're we're good. We're friends. And anyway, yeah, he wanted to do an interview, and it just took off from there. And Daniel and I wrote the article, and then I think the timing was just perfect for it. Like, yeah, no, bottom. definitely. Um, even with the uh, the retro weather channel uh, one following that up um, a little while after. Um, you know, he's so involved with that whole thing as well. Um, it's just really cool that the whole retro weather channel thing was uh, to me was fascinating. Um, utilizing that old technology and stuff to like, like the fact that someone can literally run the weather channel from like a home computer on Twitch now is insane. Like weather Mm -hmm. channel circa 1995, just on like normal hardware is just totally crazy. Kind of just makes you want to take a step back and sit there in awe for a moment it also makes me want to like start my own weather channel too in some ways <laughs> like i have no like need to ever like get into something like that at the same time part of me wants <clears> to <throat> just like set it up just to say like oh yeah i got like you know data from the national meteorological society coming in and broadcasting my own weather data yeah that's... just just to say that i can do it i mean i remember there was like miniature animated show online that Basically, it was like the Weather Channel, only they made it up and had some sort of storyline. I found that kind of interesting. I just wish I remembered its name. If I ever find it out, I'm going to tell Rich to put it into the description. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about, but that sounds... That sounds awesome. <laughs> it's not as, like, quote-unquote aesthetic as I'd want it to be, but it is relatively interesting. Yeah. Huh. Cool. I mean, I, like, I like this new resurgence of, like, moderate interest in Vaporwave because at, at, like, recently it's been kind of disorganized. We haven't had a coherent new genre or new big name or anything. It's just been, like, a bunch of people from earlier in the year. And you can go on and on about why this happened, but as long as we have nothing, we, we have nothing, you know? Yeah. The only thing I hate about Climate Wave is its name. I mean, you don't call it the Climate Channel. Well, um, Mike from Retro Weather Channel, he actually calls it Weathersoft, and that's starting to grow on me. He got the second part wrong. (laughs) What would you what would you call it, Indy? I like Weathersoft, man. I I mean, I was Weatherwave guy, and then I went to Climate Wave for the article, and now I'm Weathersoft, man. And maybe there's going to be something new soon. And Uriel, what would you call it? Weather Wave. It sounds like too many W's in it. I don't know. Doesn't roll off the tongue as Level well as wave. Like weather soft. Fine. Level weather wave. jams. How about that? Weather jam sounds I pretty cool. I just don't like. I don't like the like the aesthetic look of it. How it's written. Weather wave. Yeah. I, I like I the letter the W. It's, it's an underrated gem. It's a gem. You're, you're partial to letter w. w. No, I'm not impartial. I am correct. All right, so that's issue number six. It is out now on privatesuitemag.com. Uh, go check it out there. Uh, print issues are going to be coming out uh, in the near future as well. Uh, there'll be information posted on that on social media, on the Discord, and, and whatnot. So also with Woo-hoo. with uh, more just Private Suite news, it is our one-year anniversary with Private Suite. We've been doing this for one full year now which is kind of crazy to see like how we've grown and, and what's happened over the past year. Uh, yeah. But we are one year old. And to commemorate that, 
we are doing uh, a little tournament challenge kind of thing where we're uh, we put out some challenges to everyone out on discord uh, there's information on the announcements there but a bunch of different little games that we want people to do um, and there'll be winners that'll get um, like discord titles and, and whatnot some other stuff um, the games include uh, the first one is an album art guessing game where we'll basically take a uh, a super zoomed in picture of a piece of album art and we'll have to you have to identify it and see what it is um we're doing a vaporwave haiku contest so you have to just write a vapor haiku um if you don't know what haiku is please google it but i'm pretty sure most people do know what that is uh we're also doing is a soundtrack and article contest so uh, we basically want anyone who can create music in our disc. You know, we have artists and producers and whatnot that are part of the community here as well. Um, and we want people to basically create a soundtrack to articles that we have um, that we've written over the past year. And finally, we're doing a Private Suite Magazine logo remix contest. So we want uh, people to kind of re- remix or redo our uh, little... Some people call him like Vapor Angel Baby or Vapor Dave, I think is a little more appropriate for him. Uh, so <laughs> kind of redo that that logo and see what you can come up with. And, um, you know, this stuff will, uh, some of it will be published in the magazine. Some of it will be, um, it'll all be on our social media and whatnot. So just a little way to kind of engage with everyone uh, in the community. Um, just have a little fun with uh, what we do here. So um, all of that is on on our Discord. If you go to the announcement section, there's a full breakdown of instructions and rules and, and prizes and whatnot. So be sure to check that out on the website. On the Discord. On the Discord, yes. Yes. <clears throat> Which I guess Good see. Techni- technically can be a website, but yes, on the Discord. Touche. Touche. Okay. Uh, so before we get going on everything, we do have a voicemail uh, for today. So uh, let's get into that. Hi, Private Suite. Uh, this is, I guess, my third question, if it ever if it shows up. But um, I guess since I'll make a, I guess I'll go, since I've done my alias, I guess I usually go by Chief Belief. I usually pop under everything, so you might not recognize me on other things. But my question is, since it pertains to my work, is that since I like to create music videos and certain edits for songs, do you think there's a certain artist that you, artist or creator that you like that really works with your artist's music or do you find certain I guess videos that really just fit the aesthetic well like for example like uh, sometimes I really like to see like sometimes some certain future punk songs I like to see with 80s anime close to about or ones I would like to see more commercial and stuff like that or change the era so what would you think that you find personally to yourself do you find mostly commercials or I think the, the basic gist of the question that he's asking is um, what kind of artwork and what kind of imagery do we like to see or, or do you think makes sense for different videos, uh, different Vaporwave videos? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So what are you guys' thoughts? Uh, that's a tough one, honestly. I haven't seen a lot of Vaporwave music videos. I understand like a lot of them are like album statements in a way. So once you have them like cohesive in one thing, it's kind of hard to just watch like a 10 minute video or even a five minute video 
um, with any images. Yeah, I I don't I feel kind of the opposite. I think I mentioned on a different episode actually. I kind of play videos on loop when people come over. I've got a lot of screens at my place, so <laughs> I remote into those machines and just let her fly, sort of. And I'm kind of obsessed with vaporwave videos. My favorite track ever <clears throat> is Private Caller by St. Pepsi. That video, man, I think I've seen it a thousand times. Isn't that the one with like that pixel art that like slowly gets blue and slowly gets white? No, that's it's a kind of Japanese consumerist uh, glorification video. Oh, oh, I think um, I know what you're talking the, about. You know, is it like is Cherry Pepsi video? Exercise. Yeah, and girls exercising and people on the beach playing volleyball or stuff like that, you know. I honestly um, do think video has like a lot of potential. It should shouldn't it be like genre specific as much as song specific. Put in the weird part of YouTube, put in Memphis group abstractions. The only thing that I really would hate to see is like a performance video or like a direct video where like the artists or like some figure faces the camera because I think that's one of the few things Vaporwave isn't is like personality driven. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen that yet. There's... Uh, what do you think, Pony? No, I think the the imagery for Winter Circle, like you were talking about, I think is like perfect for that sound. Um, I think it works just super well. I think it, it matches the music. It evokes kind of... Um, I th- For me, it is like the textbook kind of mesh between vaporwave and visuals. It just it just works. It 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 hits like all the right marks for me. Um, in terms of matching different things with different aesthetics, for like the Saint Pepsi kind of stuff, for like that more like um, traditional vapor, like Winter Circle or something like that. I think some you know the older '80s kind of grainier imagery works really well for it. I think that's kind of where my mind goes with it. It's the same kind of reason that I think cassettes work so well for vaporwave in general because that grainy not quite high enough fidelity sound that you would get from a cassette lends itself well to some of the less crisp um, sounds that you would hear in vaporwave i was watching uh i don't know if this would count as a music video i guess but i have a couple of vhs's actually maybe like 20 <laughs> and uh weird flash, Cat Corp's but... fa- family workshop oh yeah um uh, I, my, I had a buddy over and I put that on my VCR, like a G. Huh. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I, that's a, I think I may have mentioned that might be my favorite Vaporwave record. And it's just nice to see the accompanying footage that he took while he was on a trip with his family, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so you made like, yeah, took like a whole movie and put it over. Um, yeah. Exactly. Oh man, yeah. Cause I, you know that this the video quality uh, from you know an old like '90s camcorder is so unique and ingrained. And I remember I hated it, like you know, growing up, like we had a camcorder and yeah. whatnot. I, I I hated it because it was just so low fidelity. Uh, but kind of looking back on it, it's almost like it just it dates it. You know exactly when it was taken or what what period it was taken. So it. That's actually really interesting that you would actually kind of make your own vaporwave music videos with existing music and your own existing videos and it and kind of do whatever you want with it. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually glad I brought up that uh, that VHS because while I was watching it, I pointed out really something really interesting to my friend. It was because uh, Cat System Corp shot that video on a, you know, a, I think it might have been 1999, early 2000s camcorder, like very low fidelity, like you were saying. But what was interesting was there were technologies that were invented after that technology was degraded in the video there were windmills you know those highly advanced really thin windmills where there's just like crap tons of them they're white um that definitely couldn't have been in a video from the 90s because it hadn't been invented yet ah i see you on that one like it's kind of anachronistic that's pretty cool you'd say um, let me just Google that word. Anachronistic. <laughs> All right, let's check it out. Belonging to period other than being portrayed. Per- oh, man, you're a genius. You knew that word? Oh, yeah, definitely. Man, yeah. I got like nice two PhDs. <laughs> in? One in kicking. <laughs> I don't think I have to say the second one. Oh, my God. Uh, so are we, we good with that? Uh huh. We're good. Cool. Okay, guys. So, did we answer his question? Well, I think so. I think we talked about like you know what we like to see with different types of you know what kind of uh, visuals we like to see on, um, yeah, vapory videos and stuff. I think we we touched on that. Yeah. yeah. Close enough. I think close. We're gonna get today. So that's okay. Yeah, I think he's right. <laughs> I think there is a kind of type of video you see with a particular type of sound yeah i think the general um what is considered like normal for it i think i'm okay with what it is what each of them are you know future funk maybe like more of the anime stuff and then uh for vaporwave more of the old 80s kind of whatnot grainy stuff i think that mm-hmm. for me that works mm-hmm. cool so okay we talked about we're how we're doing a game for uh the games and stuff for the anniversary but we like to keep it light around here so i want to play a little game with you two um all right oh god so i'm gonna the game is called vaporwave or vaporware now the premise of this is there's there's a bunch of like weird album names you know in in mainstream you know music you the band names are usually pretty normal or nothing crazy but vaporwave you get some like weird stuff you get some weird artist names you get some weird albums it it, it can be a little um unusual for for someone who's not used to it so what i want to do is i've i have a list here of uh seven albums with artists and, and some songs and i'm going to read you the uh the album name the artist name and then three of the songs in it in no particular order and I want you to tell me and talk through it. Let me know if you think it is a real Vaporwave album or it is a Vaporware, fake, non-real, non-Vaporwave album, where it is not, not even existing. This is an amazing game. All right, okay, let's, you got, let's do it. You guys ready? You so bet. For, for an example, so we'll, we'll do a test one here. So if I were to say, uh, you know, the um, album is Winter Circle by St. Pepsi. And, you know, an example of a song is Private Caller. Mm-hmm. 
you'd probably say like, oh, that's ridiculous. No one would do that. It's fake. Something like that. Or you'd say like, mm-hmm. hey, that sounds legit. I think it's a real album. Okay. Got You got it? Yep. Makes sense? Got it. Okay. So the first first one that we have on the list is uh, it's called Nozomi First Class. That's the album name. Mm-hmm. Okay. The artist's name is Shinkansen. Okay. 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 Nozomi First Class by Shinkansen. Uh, one of the songs, these songs are in no particular order. It's not like um, they're in order on the album. It's just they're three random songs from each album. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first uh, song title is First Class. Uh, the next one is Kanashimi Ino Densha. Okay. That tra- translates to Train to Sadness, according to Google Translate. Um, and the third song is Ukurete, which I don't know what that means. What do we think? You know what? I'm going to hit the real button right now because I'm familiar with this actual artist. Nice. Not in person, obviously, or anything like that, but like I know who they are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I hope it's real. That sounds amazing. Like I want to hear it right now. I'm trying to picture it. I think it's real. Vaporwave. Final answer. So you guys think that is a real album? Final answer. Final, Final answer. answer. That is fake. That is not a real album. Son of a... What? No. That is, that is a fake album. Uh, <laughs> Shinkansen is uh, actually the bullet train system in Japan. Uh, Nozomi First okay. Class is a particular line on there and a class of service on there. Yeah, we're we're aware of that, but we kind of wanted it to be as real as Minoru Mikai's jingles for the stations. Yeah, uh, that is a fake album. <laughs> Some... I made it up all by myself. Dude, someone should make that. You better make it. <laughs> uh, next. Okay. <laughs> the next one is uh, Heisei Equinox. The album name is Heisei Equinox. You mean Heisei? Uh, Heisei Equinox, sure, whatever. Uh, and the artist's name is Virtual Cat. Okay. Heisei okay. Equinox by Virtual Cat. The uh, first song, Digital Architecture. Second song is Little Funk. And third song is History. Uh, I'm going to go with Fake. Because I've heard some of those song names before on other places. Okay. Andy, I what do you think? Say- I want to say real. I don't know. What, what's the album name again? The album name is Heisei Equinox. Yeah. How do you spell it? H-E-I-S-E-I. Oh, Heisei. Heisei, Heisei Equinox. Goddamn. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a broken transmission vaporwave. Okay, so Indy, you have it real, <laughs> and Uriel, you have it as fake. That's right. Okay, Indy, you are right. Yeah! <laughs> Damn it. What, that is what a, genre is it? Uh, I have no idea. I, I, it's, uh, it's Vaporwave. Let's believe it at that. Oh, so. two points if it's... if it's. <laughs> oh, my. That would be amazing. Okay. So, uh, Indy's winning one one nothing. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> let's do this. Number three. Number three. Interactive Media by Visual Splendor. Interactive Media by Visual Splendor. Sounds song good. number first song new dance new is spelled n-u 
Of course, that's the correct way. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, number two is uh, Slow Horses. And number three is Mind Calm. I'm getting a bit hazy with the Slow Horses thing, but I'm going to go with Real. I think I've heard of this one. Okay. Andy? Uh, I also want to go Real, but then I might not get a point. I might. I could go ahead <laughs> more than him if I go big. So Andy's playing the game. Uriel's actually yeah. trying to, like, yeah. I'm just I think wishful thinking. Horses? I don't know. Horses? Let's fake. Okay, so Indy, you're going fake, and Uriel, you're going real? Yes, final answer on my part. Okay, Uriel, you are wrong. Damn Indy, it! Indy, you are right. Oh! <laughs> what? You had to do that, didn't you? You just had to say it. <laughs> oh, okay, I got the one. strats, bro. I got bad strats. Okay. Next one. It's called Hill Wave. Hill Wave. Mm-hmm. This is by Strickland Enterprises. First song is called Ain't Right. Second song is called Sore Watashi no Saifu Desu. I think that's Sore wa, Sore wa Watashi no Saifu Desu. Uh, okay. And a third song is Meat Not Heat. I'm going to go with Real. Simply because that King of the Hell Wave stuff is pretty big in the meme land. Okay. <laughs> I was picturing like a rolling hill covered in nice short grass. Yeah, it took me a second to figure it out too. Like Strickland, what's going on here? That would be a record. Um, yeah, let's go with real. Okay, both of you are going real. Okay, uh, both of you are wrong. That is a that is not a real album. <laughs> oh, um, well, at the least second this the second song. Sorry, wa what whatever I said there. That is um. Tr- poorly translated Japanese uh, of and it means that's my purse that's your <laughs> cool. purse that's my purse oh, I don't know that's you that's a good name that's my purse alright let's get to okay. the next one next one Google Glass remembers the iPod classic by Google Glass Okay. The album is Google Glass Remembers the iPod Classic by Google Glass. Okay. The first song is Google Glass Remembers the iPod Classic. The second song is Flower Bed. And the third song is Google Glass Remembers the iPod Classic. I'm going to go with Vapor Wave. Sounds going ridiculous real. to be fake. <laughs> I'm In- going fake. You're going fake. Okay, you're really going real. Indy's going fake. You're really, you are right. That ah, is a real yes! album. Finally, I'm on the board. That is a real album. Okay. Someone made Check that. <laughs> Someone made an album called Google Glass Remembers the iPod Classic. You know who made that album? Who? Google Glass. Google that is the Glass. name of the artist. Oh, he, he I thought, made an I thought album you were like Google. going to like some big reveal. Like it's an alias of somebody important. Like uh, it's it's like it's actually like HKE. <laughs> yeah, that that could be HKE. That would be uh, that actually crazy. might be a little bit too tame for him to go and do something like that. I, I highly uh, doubt right. do that. No. <clears throat> all right. Uh, next one. Uh, Hypnagoya. Hypnagoya. Okay. By. Mercury. Mercury. Now, the Kiri is actually a kanji symbol. 
Um, it, it's Japanese, um, and it actually that translates to fog. So myrrh fog. I see. <clears throat> okay. The uh, album that the songs are "Lies and Roses," "Dreamers Gonna Dream," all these young girls on my mind. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, fake because. Every time we've had like a one that mentions Japanese stuff, it turned out to be a load, so. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say real, but you're real. You're pretty convincing right now. <laughs> so we're going fake. I'm going fake. Both of you going fake. Yes. Okay, that is a real album. Oh, God! That is a real album. <laughs> I um, took it down with me. Not to be confused with Dan Mason's recent release, Hit Nagoya. Um, this one came before that at some point um, of the same name, but that is a real legitimate album. Oh, geez. That's what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, okay, it's... Oh, God damn. Yeah, I've yeah. heard the name Hit Nagoya, but no, in yeah. my head, I was thinking mm-hmm. of the game Goro Goa. <laughs> All right. Last one. We got one more. All right. Okay. Album name. I'm, am I still ahead? Yeah. Uh, the, the current score is Indie 2, Uriel 1. Well, and I have this. all the other I have all the other points because you guys have been terrible at this so far. <laughs> the points mean nothing. <laughs> the points mean the, the points points are made up. Doesn't matter. Death Facts. Okay, the album name is Death Facts by MC Facts. Is it like Fax Machine or F A C T S? F A X. Justin, yes. Okay. Like Fax Machine. Death Facts from the death makers facts. of Death Sword and Death Gun. <laughs> So <laughs> that is silly. I want it to be real. I really want it to be real. What are the songs? Yeah, the songs are Rebirth, mm-hmm. Good Start, and Don't Test the Boat. I don't really see the death on this, but um, maybe that's just the names. Wait, I think I should answer first because yeah. I'm ahead. Oh, oh, I'll make it more me, fair. Ping. Just well, giving, then, okay. giving you the advantage. That way you can go with the opposite and, and tie him. I'll win. Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. What'd you get? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with. Fuck. I don't know. The boats thing has me thrown off now. Let's go with fake. You know what? I'm going to go with real. It's too ridiculous. Okay. That is a real album. Oh! That is a real album. Death Facts is a real album. Nice. Okay. Well, so the, GG. So the score, two to two. It's tied. Oh, man. Two to two. Oh, man. I'll take my points. All right. I'll we'll we'll leave it at a tie for, uh, for for today. We'll we'll do another one in a, an episode or so. But um, You're going down. That's fine. So I think what we learned with this is I, uh, I can create a pretty convincing Vaporwave album, an artist name, if need be. Oh. Yeah, that one record, you have to do that one. The, which Johnson? one? The or the hill yeah. wave? <laughs> hill wave. The king of the hill. hill wave the king of the hill. Gonna do with, hell wave with, with, with the grass hill. Hill. It's inevitable. It's like, I was gonna do. I was gonna include. Um, there's an album called Fraser Wave. Oh, I uh, saw. By that. yeah, and and 
the only reason I didn't was because I had mentioned it like way back on another episode at one point. I thought like you might have remembered it, but no, I do mm-hmm. not remember any of this stuff. <laughs> I was picturing the Windows XP default background with the grass hill. Same here. Uh, okay. That's what someone should use for that. Hell wave. <laughs> and then like a Photoshop, the, like the gang of four from uh, King of the Hill on there. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Bobby. Done. Yeah, boy, Easy right. money. So I want to. All right. If you had used propane, so I taste the meat, not the heat. All right. So our main topic for today, uh, Indy, why don't you go ahead and bring us right into that? Sure. I want to talk about uh, vaporwave and postmodernism. Okay. Actually, uh, some people may say it's postmodern. Some people might say it's not, and that's why I wanted to talk about it because there's no wrong answer sort of it's all subjective and it's, it's a, all in your head a f- yeah fun <laughs> philosophical thing to think about and if you don't know what uh, postmodernism is it's kind of like uh, let me just pull it up here get it right western philosophy in the late 20th century ca- characterized by a broad skepticism subjectivism or relativism a general suspicion of reason and an acute sensitivity to the role of ideology in asserting and maintaining political or economic power now we don't really want to get into any political you know conversations or open up a dialogue like that but we i do want to look at vaporwave from the postmodern lens and see uh, what you guys have to say about it so, um, oh yeah, and I don't know if both of you have much experience with postmodernism or have taken any philosophy courses or anything, but um, I have a little bit. So, I mean, I attended art school, um, and we talked a lot about postmodernism. Now, whether or not I have retained that information uh, from my my schooling, uh, that's a different story. Hmm. I just think because Uriel, Uriel was saying he didn't have he didn't so we might have a interesting conversation with like you know different angles and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that be, might be more exciting than everybody having an opinion. I know this is my version of postmodernism. Academics pulling each other back and forth, you know. Oh yeah, that's all philosophy is sometimes, really. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to do that. Well, what is your what is your take on, you know, uh, let's start out this way. You know, do you do you think vaporwave is part of like a postmodern movement? For me, I kind of think it is. Um, you know, I think, but I don't want to answer first. I want you to hear from you guys. But I'll say that I think vaporwave has kind of taken a departure from the modern musical ideals that we've been used to over the past you know 50 years pop music everything has to be in 4-4 uh, everything has to be melodic and have a catch you know verse mm-hmm. chorus verse chorus bridge a chorus hook, outro yeah. a hook yeah um, so that's certainly a little bit postmodern like I said was saying in the definition it's, it's you know it's a yeah. little bit skeptical and yeah, I think by definition, I think it 
it absolutely is. It definitely would fall into the postmodernism movement. Um, you know, it doesn't conform to anything. It doesn't, it doesn't try to conform to anything. It's, it does its own thing. Um, when we talked with uh, MHKE2814, whatever he's going by at this point, when, when we had that interview with him, it sounded like a lot of the work that he was doing kind of definitely falls into the postmodern movement. You know, try, not trying to do stuff as normal, not trying to um, conform to anything, not trying to fit any kind of mold. It was making whatever the artist wants to make for the sake of making it and and you know, whatever it happens to be, it happens to be. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to, like you said, go with a certain beat or, or anything like that. I mean, there's plenty of vapor. We have that kind of just the, the beats change through the whole song and through the whole album and the whole feel changes from song to song or minute by minute or even, you know, every few seconds. So uh, I think just the way it sounds and the way the music is kind of structured or not structured uh, it, it definitely fits into the realm of postmodernism. I am with you on that one, my dude. Um, in addition to it being like output as something postmodern, I think it's input as something postmodern as well. And what I mean by that is the original intention of the artist isn't per se like to impress or lead something on or communicate per se. It's more like introspective and remembrant. Like, I think there's some non-postmodern elements in how they're, like, trying to create a, quote-unquote, distorted version of what was actually happening. Because in order to say, like, it's distorted, it would imply that there's an objective reality in the first place. Mm-hmm. And what we have with, like, a lot of Vaporwave is, like, people doing their subjective memories, which is postmodern. So I think it can get a bit more iffy. But, uh, but by large, I'm agreeing with what little I know about postmodernism. I was uh, just looking around for opinions about vaporwave and postmodernism online, and I saw one guy say something hilarious, uh, but it, it's totally true, I think. Um, so I'll just I'll counter our... We're leaning a lot towards the yes right now, yeah. so I'll counter it with a bit of a no. Okay. It's vaporwave is actually the child of postmodernism and hates its parents. Hmm. So it's structuralism, basically. <laughs> sure. It's more like if you put it into the postmodern category, then it's tied down a little bit, maybe? I can see you on like that front, considering the multiple attitudes of it, but like, it's not we're like we're calling it postmodern music as much as vaporwave. It is what it is. Mm, sure. They're describing it like an angsty teen. Storming up to his room. You're not my real dad. Slamming yeah. the door. Huh. I mean, it's, I mean, I think he's, would you, he's would you trying cons- to get at it. Vaporwave liberates us from the prison of postmodernism. Yeah, that's what I was, I was going to say. Like, is postmodernism defined too much to contain what is considered vaporwave? Yeah. This is where it gets over my head on that front because the definitions of what can and can't be considered postmodernism is a bit tricky. And postmodernism itself seems to be more of a reaction to like this modernist notion of objectivity and beyond reason. I am the fact. No, you're not the final arbiter of stuff. 
You should do voice acting. I'm definitely trying. <laughs> that was that was cool what you just did there. Thank you. It's I'm like gonna tell my uh, like agent that. Do it. <laughs> I'll sign I, off I, on it. I, I think it's interesting with it, it's like the fact that looking at this this take on it the fact that you're trying to say that it's not vaporwave it, it's vaporwave is not postmodern because by making it postmodern it would be kind of conforming to something or it would be kind of too stringent on it in and of itself kind of pushes it more into the postmodern realm yeah mm-hmm. i was not saying like is vape is postmodernism vaporwave uh as a whole but it's it has aspects of it um one thing I was thinking about is it's interesting how Vaporwave, when the producers make the music, mm-hmm. it's not uh, put into a package by a label. That's kind of why we love it, right? Or Well, it, it is by a label, but not in... It doesn't uh, have to be. Yeah, and I was more like a, an executive kind of uh, record company that's all about, you know, uh, profit mm-hmm. and... Huh you know, suing people. Uh, but yeah, it because Vaporwave producers allow their audience to locate the meaning and even the structure of the music themselves. Like that's done by the listeners. You're not told what it's, what it is, right? Well, there are blueprints on like the album. If we didn't see like, for instance, that, Memphis style, no, this abstract style design on um, Hit Vibes, we wouldn't think of it in the same way as if it had a naked woman on the cover or something like that. I got a few of those. Sensual loops. (laughs) Tracking loops. Shout out to you. But I mean, I think you're saying the the artwork definitely lends itself to like what we think of the sound. I mean, if you were just to switch the artwork from, you know, two different Vaporwave albums, I think you'd, you'd have a very different impression of both of them. Mm. And then you have to take into account like the rest of the paraphernalia. Some records come with physicals. Some records are coming from people you are familiar with in their personality, even if it doesn't really get displayed on the record. You're just familiar with their thought modes and stuff like that. You're familiar with um, the song titles and the flavor text. Every little detail in those albums can color the music well beyond just the song itself. And even then, a lot of it's sample-based. So whatever you thought of the original can come back to, like, hauntology you. Or That's worst pun ever. It probably doesn't work. <laughs> now, do... The fact that a lot of Vaporwave albums come on alternative media formats, such as cassette or mini disc or floppy, or not that a lot of them do, but you know, do those weirder formats kind of push it more towards the postmodern aspect? I think so. I disagree. Um, but then it's also because it's like using existing formats for music it's kind of like pushing it out of it maybe not it's weird vinyl yeah maybe not vinyl but or cassettes i think i think what i'm trying to get at is vaporwave is both moving towards and away from what is postmodern at the same time Mm -hmm. 
depending on how you look at it, depending on how you approach it, um, it, it can accomplish both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, it just doesn't respect, like it, it has no need for boundaries, right? Like yeah. they have music on burner phones, like we were talking about before. So, and floppies too, like that's a new thing. Yep. Yep. No one has really done that uh, commercially at least. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's also, it also challenges barriers between like high and low quality. Like we have some super low quality people or s- music in vaporwave that people cherish to death. Yeah. You know, like that's not normal. The same time for, that, but it wouldn't be considered normal. But then again, you have like the whole like lo-fi hip hop, you know, movement kind of now that lo-fi music is coming into like mainstream and it is coming in to be like normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dope. I guess does does something can something be postmodern and then like not be postmodern? Like can it change? Yeah, I think that's part of the deal with postmodernism. I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask my philosopher friends after this podcast over and get a verdict on it if it's possible. I mean, like th- whatever they say normally like flies straight over my head like <laughs> Boeing or something. I wonder if any of the audience members or the listeners um, have answers to this question. And if they do have answers to it, they can call the Vapor Hotline at 412-44-VAPOR and give us their thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Nice. It would be a great opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyhow. Uh, Andy, do you have anything else on this? Um... I think technology is pretty interesting too when it comes to thinking about, well, actually we were talking about it on the last episode, the preservation of the medium, yeah. mm-hmm. but just, you know, transmitting it like that, but it's also kind of technology is deeply implicated in the production and essence of this music at the same time, mm-hmm. like the internet we have to thank for it, right? Not using traditional means to create the music or you're using using modern people use whatever yeah use whatever they can i think that's more of a benefit of the time we live in if i'm being honest with you had say ragtime been recorded now we would be hearing it like that random genre to kind of just pull out there and yeah it's like the oldest major poppy genre i can think of yeah it's never heard of a ragtime like contrasted to like vaporwave before you know in the same (laughs) same sentence Oh, geez. You heard it here first. Who knows? Maybe, but, you know, like, maybe people with, like, you know, playing the spoons or, like, you know, the, the water jugs and stuff like that, you know, that was considered, was that postmodern at some point? I have no idea. So was, I think postmodernism you know, you're, you're really not, got its name, like, after that fact. Meta. I, yeah. So, even though, like, postmodernism kind of was termed and and like that movement kind of came out at a certain period of time can you look back in history and apply it to different other periods of time Mm -hmm. like you went through it you went like the society or whatever movement or whatever kind of went through the same experience that the art world or music world kind of went through um during the what's considered as the normal postmodern era right right um, yeah, that's a good question. I guess we'll have to, like, delve on it another time or leave it into the audience, because I am, like, out of my depth here. Like, 
I'm not a philosophy major. My experience with vaporwave doesn't even approach music theory. It's more like phenomenology, like events that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, that's a, that's a good way. That's a cool way to to do it too. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. All righty. Got anything else? Um, let's just wrap this baby up. Yeah, I think this vaporwave kind of embraces con- contradictions. So, and postmodernism does too. Yeah. So, you could call it that. Okay. End of story. Sounds good. <laughs> so, guys, thank you for listening to this episode today. Um, if you want to uh, connect with us on social media, you know where to do it. It's uh, on Twitter. It's at Private Suite Pod for the podcast. For the magazine, it's at Private Suite Mag. Facebook.com slash Private Suite Mag. Instagram.com slash Private Suite Mag. We're on YouTube also. We're doing some new stuff there. Um, I think it's YouTube.com slash Private Suite Mag, just like everything else. Uh, and of course, Patreon.com slash Private Suite Mag. If you want to sign up there, you can get a physical copy of the magazine if you sign up for one of our tiers. Those come out shortly after each of our issues come out. Don't forget to check out issue number six, which was just released a few days ago, uh, focusing on Climate Wave. Uh, And of course, if you have any questions for us on the podcast, you can call the Vapor Hotline at 412-44-VAPOR. We always like to get voicemails and listen to what you guys have to say, ask us questions, tell us a joke, do whatever you want, uh, and we will listen to it and play it on the show. But for now, I think that's about it. All righty. We'll wrap it up. And uh, guys, take it easy. Peace. It It was great talking to you guys. Take care. Thank you for joining us today, Andy. Appreciate it. Anytime. (laughs) All right. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.